This podcast is a product of Dr. Alfonso Brown and is brought to you by guidinglifeministries.org. That's guidinglifeministries.org. If you like what you hear today, please visit our website and subscribe. Hello, beloved. You know, sometimes in life you hear about the households in which there was an uncaring parent, an absentee father. I think a lot of the problems that we experience in our society today are probably related to the fact that many fathers have abdicated their responsibility and do not pursue the training and the upkeep of their children as their way to leave their legacy. On this day, the day of my father's birth, I wanted to honor him. My father represents a true man, a man who is committed to leaving a legacy of love, of caring, and of kindness to his children. He also showed honor and love to his wife, my mother, and has throughout the days that he's been the head of our household, demonstrated a true representation of what a caring, loving, and thoughtful man looks like. Many of the things I have been able to accomplish today have been because of him, and I thank him for all he does. I give this dedication to you today, my father, with love. So, beloved, please listen as I give this dedication to my amazing dad, Alfonso Brown Sr. Hello, beloved. Thank you. Today happens to be another wonderful and blessed day because it's the day of my father's birth. Now, those of you who know, I last spoke about my mother on the day of her birth, but I've been blessed to have two parents, and I've been blessed to have a father who has functioned as an excellent role model, both for myself and for my siblings and for my mother. Like my mother, my father was born in Jamaica and came to this country as an immigrant in search of a better life. At the time that my father arrived here, he didn't have much. And to make matters worse, he gave up his life, a successful career as a nurse in Jamaica to come here to try to find a new opportunity for his children. My father exemplifies the characteristics of the Bible that describe fathers. And we have none but our ultimate Heavenly Father to look at for an example of what a true father should demonstrate and act like in his approach to his children, his affairs, and to life. My father has been a blessing in my life. And yes, it hasn't been perfect, but he's been perfectly good at what he's tried to accomplish. In Deuteronomy 1 and 31, it says, There you saw how the Lord your God carried you, as a father carries his son, all the way you went until you reached this place. Beloved, all my life, I've been thankful to have him. And I felt just like the way that the Lord carries us, my father has carried me. He wasn't a perfect man, still not is. I'll be the first to admit that to you. 
but he tries his best. And that is something that should be admired and respected. He didn't grow up with the privilege like I did of having a mom and dad in the household. Actually, the sad part about it was that in the neighborhood that I grew up in, I one day realized that none of my friends actually had a father that lived with them. I was one of the only blessed and fortunate ones to have a dad who worked every day, who came home, kissed my mother, and loved his children. And when you understand my father's background, it might be even more difficult to understand, but even greater to respect and admire him for what he did. You see, my father didn't grow up with the benefit of a father. My grandfather, who I actually never met face to face, did not live with my father, and for the majority of my father's life, he didn't take part in his life. My father says that, you know, when he was very young, he went to live with my great-grandmother. His mother, my grandmother, had many other children, 13 to be exact, of which he's the oldest. But he didn't have the opportunity and the blessing of growing up with them. There were too many mouths to feed, too many commitments, and my grandmother at that time, unfortunately, didn't have the money or the resources to take care of him. I asked him, was he sad at the fact that he couldn't spend his life with his siblings? But he said he found himself in somewhat of a privileged position because he was able to have her undivided attention. And in a sense, he said, she became both his father and his mother. Now, don't get me wrong. He said when he could, he would visit his siblings and his mother. But since he didn't have a lot of money and a lot of resources, those types of visits were special and unfortunately didn't happen frequently. My father says that he missed the love of his dad. He tries to give me the impression that his father's absence didn't affect him. But I think it did. You see, all my father's life he's been strong and tried to portray the role of a strong man who did not let things bother him. But as I've gotten to know him as an adult, I realize that this was his way of coping. Coping with the disappointment, probably, of not having his father there and missing out on a lot of the things that he gave to me that I took for granted, probably. Father tells the story of how he learned of his father's prominence in the community. And one day he went to a party that his father was at because he needed money to buy shoes and books for school. Uh, his father went into the party and told him to wait outside. He says that his father then left by a back entrance and never came outside. Eventually someone told him to go home when he told them that he was waiting for his dad, that he had long departed. I don't believe he was supported when he went to school, but because he was a determined and hardworking student, he made a way. He says my great-grandmother took on odd jobs, did things, and she always washed his clothes and made sure everything looked just right. He didn't have shoes for most of his early life, couldn't afford them. He was happy to sleep on a floor if he had the opportunity to. And he often tells us how uh, a cup of tea and a piece of bread 
or his daily rations for a meal. Yet this did not stop him. He remained determined to be somebody, to be something, to make something of himself, to rise up above his poverty and leave a legacy that would bless not only him and his family, but bless all those he came in contact with. That drive and determination helped him to pursue his career in school, where he excelled at his academic pursuits. And also, I wasn't aware of this, he was a pretty good uh, sports individual and played uh, what they call football, what we would call soccer. His nickname, Greeks, is a testament to his ability. He also was a very good dancer, and he's always had this beautiful, handsome smile. Yes, my father is a handsome man. I, I don't say that because I'm his son. It's just that I see the beauty, the strength, the true spirit in him at all times. And it leads me and makes me proud of my ancestors that gave birth to him and lived through me. Not being satisfied with his surroundings, he excelled in school, this boy from the country hills in Jamaica, and eventually went on to pursue a career in nursing. He passed his examinations and um, began practicing, but then decided to come to New York for a better opportunity. Before he did this, though, he met my mother, and he says that when they were married, he and his beautiful bride, they couldn't even afford to stay at a hotel, so they slept on the floor in my uncle's place. But as the Bob Marley song says, <laughs> that they would share a single bread and that, you know, this love that they had together was going to grow. This was love, this was love, this was love, this was love they were feeling. Yes. And that love gave rise to a dream and a hope leading him to New York City, where he came and for the first time in his life, in a very real way, felt the sting of racism, discrimination, but that didn't let, he didn't let that stop him. He took a job, not as a nurse, but as an orderly, cleaning toilets and bathrooms at the Columbia uh, School of Physicians and Surgeons in New York City. Uh, a doctor there, I believe, recognized his potential and his hard work and encouraged him to move forward. And I can tell you, my father never gave up his dream. He worked hard. He eventually worked for Con Edison, which is a utility company in New York, one of the largest. He was a computer systems programmer, and he learned and taught others. But when things didn't work out there, he decided to try his own hand at creating his own business and started a delivery network. Taught himself how to drive at a, at a fairly advanced age and then began delivering packages throughout Manhattan. It was from him at this time that I learned about hard work and self-discipline. I'd get up with him sometimes at 4.35 in the morning to go out to Manhattan with him as we delivered parcels all over the city. He'd give me a small portion of the, the money we would make, which I would rapidly spend, but he imparted me some wisdom and said, don't take your money and waste it on trendy things. He said that I should save my money, put it aside so that I can pursue greater dreams, dreams of a future, dreams of hope, dreams of joy and satisfaction. 
My father had a love for education. I'm a doctor today, trained at Harvard Medical School. Graduated the top of my class from college, graduated from Harvard with honors. I take care of over 200 patients a week, and I teach. To date, I've trained over 100 surgeons, and I've trained countless youths who are interested in going into medicine. But I owe every single bit of what I am today to the beautiful parents that I had. It was my father who told this young boy, which was me, when I told him I had a desire to be a football player, he said, no, you cannot play football because if you do that, you are localized to only countries that play football. He said, you should study medicine. It's a universal practice. You can go anywhere in the world with a license and practice medicine, and you get to help people even when the season is over. I didn't know what a doctor was at that time, but that seed that he planted stuck with me, and it was one of the reasons why I went on to become a doctor later. I never knew this, but as I grew up, anything that hindered that path, things that came into to being, areas or places I could go that would put me at risk for not achieving that dream, he was silently working in the background, rearranging the aspects of my life. He always made sure we were fed. He demonstrated to us love for a woman. He's been together with my mother for over 55 years. They actually just celebrated their wedding anniversary a few days ago. He shows love for her and continues to show compassion with that gleam in his eye, just like he had, I'm sure, when he first met her. I've seen the beauty of a relationship and they've had their ups and downs. At one point we went through a dark period when he went through, I guess, what you would consider a midlife crisis. But I'm proud to say that he came through it. He is a constant source of inspiration to me and also a source of wisdom. Things that my father told me when I was a teenager, 20 to 30 years later, I realized the wisdom in them. Just like the word of God, they've stood time. He told me to take care of myself, take care of my health, take care of others. He always encourages me, tells me that I was placed here for a purpose. And yet through it all, despite all the things that I've done and continue to do, all the blessings that I've received, not one day goes by that I don't thank God for the love that he's given me and to my siblings. You see, my father is a once in a lifetime man. And unlike a lot of men, who take their pain and put it against their children, their spouses. He never did that. You see, his father wasn't in his life, uh, didn't grow up with him, and he never got to see his father. But the beautiful part is that when my grandfather, his father was about to die in his 90s, my father reconnected with him. And I saw briefly the joy that he had. It was as if they had just met for the first time and they were dancing together, him a little boy with the man he loved. And until the day my grandfather died, my father enjoyed that time that he spent with his father. I think that saved him in a sense because a part of him came to life again. There's no greater gift that I could have given my father than to see the joy in his eyes when he met his father and they were able to connect before my grandfather died. I loved my grandfather even more, although I'd never met him, because I then saw how much of my father 
uh, he had helped to create. You see, it was those tough circumstances, those times without, that led my father to be the man that he was. And he passed his disappointments and frustrations onto us, not as disappointment and frustrations, but as goals, but as a belief in self. He gives everything he has to make sure that we're taken care of. He loves us with all his heart. And like our blessed Father God, he's there for us when we need him, just for a call. He's now in that stage of his life where we try to help him more, probably, than he's able to help. But he's always there to provide a beautiful ear and to provide encouragement. I've seen him take the least that he had and give it away. And I've seen him in sometimes in the depths of despair for all that he's gone through. But the one thing that he never did was give up. He always had hope, not only for himself, but for each of us. I'll never forget the day that I got married. You see, I loved him so much that he was the best man at my wedding. And when he got up to speak, he said that he felt that he'd accomplished a lot in life, but now he had to become John the Baptist and pass the torch on to his child. I felt that he was a good John the Baptist and still is, but he was also like Jesus Christ because as a beautiful leader, protector, and guider, he showed me what it is to be a man. And now I live now in the hopes of him who showed great courage and love for his family by coming to the United States, giving up his entire career, and working and still working to try to put his dreams and goals into the lives of his children. He did all this while maintaining his commitment as a caring and loving soul, who I love to talk to this day and beyond. Beloved, I just want to let you know that if your father is still in your life, in a day when, you know, fathers are absent or have abdicated their responsibilities, if God has blessed you to have a father such as mine, who cares and loves and takes care of his children, who loves his wife, saves and is financially responsible, if God has blessed you to have all these things, then do this. Contact your father right now and let him know how much you love him. Also let him know that his legacy will never die because every life you touch, every good thing you do, every way in which you shine your light will be a demonstration of the principles of love that he has provided and that will live on through you. Hey dad, your son wants to thank you. We all want to thank you for what you mean. Keep living, son. Keep being strong. God loves you. And he will keep us. And I call you son because you're God's son. But to me, you're my earthly father. You're a steward of his kindness and a demonstration of the reality that one day when I meet God, he'll show me that he sent you as the perfect representation of who he is in heaven.
I thank him for you every day. And I thank you for you and all that you've done for me and for us throughout your blessed life. May you live on to have many more, my Father. Thank you. Beloved, we want to thank you for joining us today and for listening to this episode of Life's Lessons in God's Word. If you like this podcast, please visit our website at guidinglifeministries.org. That's guidinglifeministries.org. And while you're there, please subscribe to our podcast and listen to our other podcasts on that channel. We provide these podcasts as a way to spread God's loving word throughout the world, and hopefully, in our words, to make this world a better and more beautiful place, reflecting of the love of God. Until we speak again next time, thank you for tuning in, beloved. Peace, and may the love of God be with you, always.